0: Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circus Sports Iowa app today. October 17th, early evening. Welcome to the Williams & Bloom Sunday Night Podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. In addition to our friends at Mechdyne, I want to give a shout-out to Farm Story Meats. Farmstorymeats.com is where you can find them. And whenever the Cyclones win This year, you guys win. You know why? Because you get free meat. You can go to farmstorymeats.com right now. That's farmstorymeats.com. And I want to get you guys to enter a promo code where you're going to be able to get free bratwurst. Check it out. Free bratwurst at farmstorymeats.com. These aren't just ordinary bratwurst. No. These are like the uh, – look at them. Man, look at those hungry. look at those bratwurst. Hungry right there. I've got to find the promo code here. Bratober. That's B-R-A-T-O-B-E-R. You get free bratwurst with any purchase on the website with the promo code Bratober. Get it in time to tailgate with next week for homecoming. Bada boom. Farmstorymeats.com also want to give a shout out to MechDine. Go to com. Check out the job board. They've got all sorts. I was actually looking at it this week. I had a really rough week. I'm kidding. I'm not leaving Cyclone Fanatic, but I was looking at their job board for the uh, Chris Williams podcast that they sponsor. I uh, Your boss. I interviewed your boss.
1: Yeah. Heard- Is he your boss? Is he technically your boss? Yeah, in a roundabout way. Yes. You could say that. Dean
0: Spaulding from the College of bit fascinating interview.
1: Smartest person I've ever met, ever met in my life, I think.
0: We talked um, everything about like business building to cryptocurrencies to um, personal investing, personal finance, like how the business world is changing. This guy is brilliant. Again, he's the dean at the Ivy College of Business. You can check that out wherever you find podcasts, search Chris Williams Podcast. But he, uh, he was really good. Uh, thank you for you and Michelle for setting that up, but that was fun. I figured you two would get along well. and We I, did. We want to do it again. I think we might do it again. He is a, a man of many talents and knowledge. Thanks to MechDine, They sponsor that podcast. They sponsor this one. And with that, let's get after it. Big road win for the clones. What little English. Mm-hmm. Can I get some horns? Iowa State, out Bill Snyder's Kansas State. It is a beautiful thing.
2: We uh,
1: we call and clined the Wildcats. In their house. In Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Felt good. How was it in person? That third quarter drive. The 10-minute uh, one? Yes. As somebody somebody tweeted at me, and they are more correct than they than you know. That was a uh, ball control porn, and, <laughs> and they said that staff when they're up late at night and need something to watch, we'll just put that on loop. That's you Campbell. I mean, it's yeah. it's true. They uh, that was phenomenal. Did five third down conversions in a ten play or no no not ten play eighteen play ninety three yard ten minute drive. It was awesome. And it literally choked out K State in their house in front of a sellout crowd.
0: What a what a start! Brees Hall's run, uh, seventy-five yards to to start the. How was the pregame atmosphere? And then what was it? Was it was good. That drive? It
1: was it was really good. I mean that that place was amped up. Um, they honored one of their trailblazers, one of their first ring of honors. I saw that. That uh, yeah. was just really cool. So they were they were charged up, ready to go. You've been down there. It's a good atmosphere there. You know, there are places in the Big 12 that are poor atmospheres. That's a really good one. They were ready to go because they knew, you know, they they hadn't won a, a Big 12 game in a long time. They thought this was the chance. And right now, Iowa State is K-State's measuring stick. Just like Iowa State had K-State on the other end for so many years, they thought they were too, you know, they, they, they were back in that conversation. Iowa State clearly, that was a program establishing win. Like, no, you're not stay in the bottom tier, I, we're up here for Iowa State. And, you know, the reaction in that crowd, Hall goes for that 75-yard touchdown, but I think as importantly, the defense then gets a stop on the next possession, and then they get a pick later in the quarter. And from there on, mm-hmm. you know, K-State had some chunk plays, they had some a couple decent drives, but it felt like Iowa State was in the driver's seat, and K-State was chasing the rabbit the whole time, and, and Iowa State had them at arm's length. Even though there's some a couple things you can nitpick about, it was... It was a pr- as clean a game. I would say it's played on the road in the Big 12 in some time. It was really well done.
0: Yeah, no, I the the Campbellisms were all firing off last night, but that, that was how it seemed to me. I mean, that's the perfect type of Matt Campbell game where you, you, you leave it and it's like, oh, really could have won that game by 30 if you keep your foot on the gas, but why risk it? Bleed it out. It's exactly what they did. It, it felt um,
1: a lot like the Oregon second it half. It did,
0: yeah. Yeah if that's the game that Jack and I were kind of talking about last night as well, Uh, Texas tech last year would be one of those that it's like, you could have totally killed that team, but you, you, the, you know, you just kind of put them in a sleeper hold and and you go with it. Uh, I thought that it was, that was as good of a complete game as Brock's ever played. In my opinion, he was so sharp on third down staying in the pocket. He never got frazzled. He was, he was pressured. I'm guessing when I pull up pro football focus and check out the grades, he's going to have an a plus like he, that was his, he's, he's won bigger games for Iowa state. He's had gaudier stat lines. That was, I think as well as I've ever seen Brock pretty play. He looked like a pro.
1: I I thought the exact same thing. I'm I'm on the plane right home, uh, sitting next to the great Eric heft. And he's like, I think that's the best Brock's ever looked. And I told him that in the locker room and Brock's like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. So, it was, did not get sacked, so Brock did a good job of evading pressure, but there wasn't a whole lot, and that's, that was K-State's MO. It was like, we're going to bring a lot of people, confuse you, and Iowa State never panicked. Brock never panicked. Even the one play he scrambles, I think it was in the fourth quarter to keep a drive alive, the pump fake came back for a play. That was neat, and just... Iowa State was never under duress all game on offense. It was just I thought Manning was really good. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're critical of the guy when they don't do well. I thought he called a he was great a really clean game. I mean, not nothing to really gripe about at all. And everybody did their job. You know, to, it was just a very efficient Iowa State under Matt Campbell. That's what it should look like. And um, made a it switch was great. on the offensive line it, that paid off. Huge, huge, and so. It was interesting. I did the Coaches Show Monday, and Matt went on and on about, yeah, Jared Hufford's coming, <laughs> coming along. And it's like, what is this? In, in yeah. To our point, if you listen to Matt, especially yes. on the Coaches we'll, Show, on Mondays. he will drop a couple hints. And uh, I think they knew Hufford was going to get the start. And just to, he's a little more physical than Foster. At least he was on Saturday. And they ran behind him a lot. They ran the, up that left side, and Hufford held his own. Against a, a pretty good defensive line for K State. And you cannot argue with 200 yards rushing. Uh, it was unfortunate Brees got knocked back his final two carries to go under 200 yards. Would have been over the 200 for the first time for him and be the first time since Mike Warren ran for 245 in that loss at Tech. Remember where? Yeah, oh God. The Mangino game. When Mangino just <laughs> kept throwing, kept the, throwing the ball, even though oh. Mike was averaging like 14 yards a carry.
0: I don't think I've ever. A game and that early in the season, just said like this coach needs to be fired.
1: <laughs> and it did and I? Long.
0: I did, and I had no idea what was coming. And he got fired like two weeks later. Yep. But that that was the most egregious. That was the worst
1: offensive. <laughs> whatever. We don't we don't need to go back. No, but that's I mean. So it's yeah. been six years and somebody's run for over two hundred. So line he, was good. He looked Brees like was
0: good. Brees it. I watched the first half back already. I haven't watched the second because the second was so boring, but we'll in a good way. Sure, watch, Brees, watch that drive. At two like, the have morning. you watched it? Have you watched it on TV? Then no, haven't. Brees looked like Najee Harris. Uh, he looked like a grown ass man. Like I, and he was so patient. Like he, I, I can't, I can't explain it. But he looked like an adult playing with like middle <laughs> schoolers at times. Yeah, I don't know if anybody else, you guys should tweet at me I so we know if I'm just thinking about well, this, but like, he looked bigger, faster, stronger than he's ever looked. And I don't know if it was like the camera angles sure. or what, but it was
1: incredible. It seemed like every, every run he was getting an extra yard and a half, two yards at the end of it, which uh, makes him extra special. I thought he was great. The whole offense, seven and a half yards per play, it's getting it done, and uh, Beavis coming through. What about it, man? making field goals, and Big all of them time. were over 40. Yeah. So,
0: it was just uh, well played all the way around. He's got an aura of confidence when he walks out there, too. You just know. Um, on the other side of the football, Will McDonald could not be blocked. Their, their one touchdown in the first half, he was held twice on that play. But they yeah, didn't call and, it. But he,
1: he really set the tone. He did. And he did, too. Yeah, I thought Andy was, was super good. I thought Greg Isworth played a phenomenal game. Rose, at, I, at the the Peterson, Rose, they were all Royce. great. It just... You know, I, I I got some comments that seemed like a lot of K State had a couple longer runs. Yeah, you look at the numbers, and they still they average like four and a half yards per carry, which isn't great. I thought in the second half it was kind of Iowa State knew it keep had it control of the us. game. Just keep yeah don't don't yeah. allow the big play. I mean, they let Vaughn get a couple seven eight nine yard runs that ultimately probably if that's a one score game, you're probably bringing more. You know, run pressure there. Totally agree. So I don't think you can get too hung up on that. I think it was very much a, a, a nature of the scoreboard and the, the clock because obviously if you're doing eight nine yard plays, the drives aren't gonna end up five to seven minutes and that's you're at half the quarter then. And Iowa State was content with that. So I was just balance. Balance everywhere. Thing that stuck out to me
0: is Jalen Knoll. That's his best game. Great to see, and that that's really good for you. Say balance the balance of the offense in Sean Shaw. Yeah, nice touchdown catch. catch for him. He played he, a lot of snaps last night, but Noel specifically, you you saw what I mean. He, he didn't do anything gaudy. I think he had like four catches. It, Kohler too. That was the best Kohler's played. He finally looks healthy, but Noel, I thought like. That was finally the guy who you like. Okay, that can be opposite of of Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yep. And I honestly, it was good to see Milton get a long catch too because he had kind of disappeared. Just nine. a lot to be happy about. I mean, even eleven out, Chase Allen was great blocking. Um, you know what? You go back and watch it. Um, the seventy-five yard touchdown run. Charlie Kohler is the one who blew that thing up. Huh. Which you don't think of Charlie nope. for his blocking, but he he was awesome on that play. Yeah, just. Uh, that's exactly what you wanted. I, I I don't know. The only nitpicky thing you could do was the the, the runs like you were talking about. And I, I think that that's a little much to go all in on
1: that. So, what a great night. A couple kicks were returned. Made everybody nervous there in the first half. Uh, Knowles, Knowles has elite speed. That was a little scary when he returned them to the thirty-six. And the punt punting team wasn't great. But, you know, I, I think Iowa State won special teams. Consider the missed extra point for them. And they had some issues in the kick game. So take that every time down in Manhattan, and it was nice to just get out of there with the stress-free win. It's been 17 years since Iowa State won in Manhattan. You just expected something weird to happen, but then it got to halftime, and it was it was just pretty confident there. Like I I, I did not see a way K State could make that super interesting. Then Iowa State put the vampire hold on in front of the vampire, and it was it was it was a great thing.
0: Not to name drop here, but I. Um... I was talking with Dan McCartney on Thursday night. Well, You can't just name drop like that. Well, it, well, it's because of the the book that I'm. Or I'm going to pay him a visit. And anyways, Very cool. we were talking about that, and then it got brought up that he. I don't think Mac realized that we hadn't won down there since '04. And started and it, and it was funny because I had just listened to the Meyer to Blythe podcast, which is by the way, guys, if you're not listening to Meyer to Blythe on Wednesdays, sometimes it's Thursdays. That to me is is fun of a listen, outstanding. Like, yep, it, I'm biased because it was during our era and like often like, but this week they had like a conversation on who's the best player he ever played against, and they were talking about Adrian Peterson and Darren Sproles, and it was just like it's just like. Uh, I I love it, but I, and I love both of those guys. But McCarney, yeah, we started reminiscing on that fourth quarter uh, from Kansas State in 2004, and I remember that was one of those games where back in the day, not all the games were on TV. Mm-hmm. In my place at Freddie Court at the time, so I was covering the team, but I didn't travel, and I had to listen to Walters on the radio. I think sure. that was like a Fox Sports Net or like one of those games. Pay per view, yeah. Like I don't even know. Mm-hmm. But when they scored twenty eight in the fourth quarter, but like think about that—we were in college the last time Iowa State won a game down there. Crazy, and 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 then you think about all the painful ones, fifteen and seventeen specifically come to mind. Just it's just been a brutal series. So
1: and it's it just shows, you know, you can't take everything away from one game, but it it was what that series was the other way for so long, where one team was just physically superior. And uh, the other wasn't uh, up to speed. Uh, we said it last week. I thought if Iowa State played a B plus game, they'd win the game. They played an A game and won comfortably. So it's great momentum now. I mean, you look at the five or the the five halves in a row Iowa State's played. So the Baylor second half, Iowa State actually played really good football. I think Baylor's now proving Baylor's it's good. a pretty formidable team. Baylor's good. Kansas controlled completely. Kansas is awful. But now as complete a game as Iowa State's played on the road in the Big Twelve in a while, sets up Oklahoma State huge opportunity to keep the Brocktober stuff going. And what was our buddy Cyclone Larry had the stat since twenty seventeen. Seventeen and two? A fifth, I think it's fifteen. Fifteen, 15, 15 and two. two in October. The only two losses both to Oklahoma State. So that's one more you can you can check the box. And this is this team is ready for this game. I mean I think this is one of those it feels a lot to me pre-West Virginia in 2018. Mm. Even though I was an underdog in that game against Will Greer, they were top 5 team at the time. Yeah, they
0: were number what? 4 or
1: 4. This is setting up that was the original Juicy
0: Wiggle game. It was. Yes. I, I know my Cyclone trivia.
1: This is setting up like 2003 a, and beyond,
0: I'm there. <laughs>
1: Anything before, sketch. I think it's one of those things where everything's aligning for Iowa State going in the in a good direction to, I don't want to say take it to Oklahoma State, but I think everything's going going a good vibe
0: I want here. to talk about that because a lot of people were just flabbergasted by the point spread of this game, yeah, and I well, want to explain to you guys totally. how this worked. I, Todd Kirk and I were tweeting about this at midnight last night, and I, I, I had Iowa State minus five is how I handicapped the game. Todd, who knows way more about this stuff than me, he had Oklahoma State like as a touchdown favorite. And I want to explain to you guys how power ratings work and why, but we'll do that. Uh, I first, I want to thank our friends from Gravitate Coworking. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com for all the different memberships. The uh, one that uh, I've looked into is going to Locust Avenue. A little down, I'm not a downtown guy, but like something about this. I've, I've looked into this and I really think it'd be good for us because of all the networking opportunities in the, right. in that building. Uh, but you can get anything from a private office to a floating desk. Even just get a mailbox if you want. Meeting spaces, 20 bucks an hour. Uh, downtown, Midtown, Cedar Falls, and Ruraly in Jefferson. Check it out. And uh, go to gravitatecoworking.com. And uh, also, uh, if, you, if you do, tell them we sent you and thank uh, our friend Jeff for sponsoring the Williams & Bloom. Thank you, Jeff. Sunday night podcast. Also, shout out to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. They had a game watch on uh, Saturday night. Looked like a good crowd over there. Very nice crowd. Um, Over 50 people showed up to uh, drink Cody Road and watch the Cyclones. I know that Ryan was fired up. Ryan's as big of a Cyclone fan as I've ever met. Uh, He owns the joint over there with his brother. And then uh, we had one here locally with our friends from Wide Right and Natty Light at Buzzer Billy's, which was fun. I didn't get to go bloom. The tale of the William Sick Kids continues. (laughs) was up all night Friday with a vomiting two-year-old all night. I got up with her at, um, it was midnight, put her back down, two, got her back down. And in our house, like, believe it or not, I'm the nighttime guy, generally. Like, I do the- Uh, anyway, and then I was so gassed because I got hand, foot, and mouth, right? I've been fighting this hand, foot, and mouth, and I've been so tired and just feeling like crap all week, but I still, it's like middle of Big 12 season. I can't really take days off. Like, it's just, there's no days the to The games take. go on. Yeah. I was so exhausted, and I, I asked my wife to finally, I'm like, can you please go in there? She does, comes turns the light on. There's vomit everywhere, and I'm like, oh, no. Vomit just... All over, the profusely vomiting. I appreciate the information. She vomited like eight to nine times. It's it just vomit nonstop. So that's, yeah, that's been my weekend. Do you have
1: had, a good weekend? Who had a, a worse weekend, Elise or <laughs> Spencer Petrus? <laughs> Savage. <laughs> no, I mean, it,
0: rough go for him, too. Uh, he was awful. But I, Man, but like his line was worse than him. But man, he was bad. Just,
1: I just, I just saw the stats. Have you not watched it, I, mean, I had it on in the booth. Of course you it, did, but of course I mean, we weren't, we weren't uh, cheering or anything about it. No,
0: you know who was my dad. <laughs> Follow my dad on Twitter if you hate Iowa. <laughs> uh, a couple outstanding. The only reason my dad hates my dad used bubbles. to be a, we used to have season tickets. The only reason he hates him so much is because of like people who tweet about me in Hawkeye message boards. Like, I appreciate that, Dad. He's he's sticking protect- up for his son, so now he hates him because yeah. of that. But anyways. yeah. Um, Too bad for them. So Iowa State Bloom opens yes as a five this, and a half point favorite. I
1: did not look at any other lines, but this one got sent to me, so we can't we can't play best guess well, the line with this yeah, game. Well, we'll, we'll get there.
0: Just analyze it here. Yeah. So. Let's explain this. I want to explain to people what a point spread is. A point spread isn't necessarily a projection on what Vegas thinks the game is going to end. They're trying to incise gambling on both sides. And this goes worldwide or countrywide, right? Mm -hmm. So this isn't just in the state of Iowa. If they would have opened the point spread as Oklahoma State as a three and a half point or a four-point favorite in Jack Trice Stadium with this Iowa State team, all the money would have gone on Iowa State. All the smart money. Yes, everything. They would have gotten absolutely killed, and it would have been one-sided. What Vegas does that fans don't do, and this is what makes Vegas smarter than all of us, is they don't overreact to one or two games. They have a very specific power rating, and guys, I study these every week. I I watch the movements and the power ratings, and I can tell you, I have like three that I go off of. I like the VEASAN one, I like the gold sheet one, and then I like the circle one. And I I like to just study those to see. And I'll tell you, like these games, like so the Baylor game, we all lost our shit, right? Mm -hmm. Barely moves. In fact, after the
1: Iowa game, Iowa State actually went up in the power ratings. Um, and it's not, th- so, ex- so explain this, it's not results based of the game, it's, they, they're so granular with these analytics that they drill down to possession by possession, play by play. Yes. And so, so th- the thinking is, if you're good enough, play by play, so if you're just, I mean, just as an example, I know Yards for Play gets over, overrated by me included, if you're good in the yards for play on both ends, eventually that will work itself to being successful in the game result. And so they don't overreact to if you lose a game to an Iowa or you lose a game to Baylor because of special teams. Technically, analytically in both those games, Iowa State was the better team analytically. Now, special teams and turnovers often aren't, they don't do a good job of capturing that yet in the analytics because as we've discussed before in this podcast those seem to be more fluky or more random is yes. the better word than so their offensive and defensive performance
0: I, I, I was explaining this to um i don't remember who it was i think it was ross it was somebody at cakes and know and i was explaining to them that iowa state still after the start and where iowa was was i think like if i i think the way it it was like two weeks ago, it was before the Penn State game, Iowa State would have been favored by a point. Still. Still on a neutral field. And if you don't study it on a weekly basis, it's difficult to understand why, well – Oklahoma State's the number eight team in the country. Iowa State's unranked. How can the unranked team? Well, because one, I've told you this a million times. The pollsters are mostly, for the most part, they don't watch the games. Yep. And I don't blame the media. Yep. Like a guy who has a vote is stuck in a press box all day. He can't watch all the games and get his vote in. By the time, it's not their fault. They're not being lazy. The way the system is set up is bogus. And the coaches, do you think that they're watching all? No, they're sure. having their sports information. It's a bunch of groupthink. Go by the power ratings when you want to know who's which team is Good. best. Yep. And Iowa State's power rating has consistently, this year, been considerably higher than Oklahoma State's. Even on a neutral field, Iowa State would be favored in this football yeah, game. Least, if this game was in Stillwater... Probably th- two or three the other way. Maybe. Yeah. I not. would say more like one to two. Okay. I think it would be about a six-point swing in it um, because you would... Yep. You know, you would lose the home field advantage for Iowa State. You would gain it. I'm, I'm assuming that they're both three-point stadiums.
1: Yep. So, nonetheless, well, um, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. So, right now, in ESPN's FPI, which is very much, you know, I think, one of the better, it's a analytics-type ranking system, Iowa State in that index is ninth, still ninth, despite being unranked by the polls, Iowa State is ninth in the country in FPI. And just for reference, Oklahoma State in that same ranking system is 28th. So it's almost opposite, completely opposite of what the polls say. Yeah. But the FPI, again, is looking at possession by possession, not by the game results. Correct. And you could argue that's a horrible way to look at it then because at the end of the day, only results matter. Yes. However, this is not... The power rankings aren't looking at the previous games, it's a predictive measure of what's going Correct. to happen ahead. And so it, it, it gets kind of weird, but needless to say, Iowa State is still highly thought of by the computers and the analytics and will continue to be so. That's why we've said all along, the only game Iowa it's going to be an underdog in going forward the rest of the year, and I think it's pretty much locked in at this point, is going to be at Oklahoma. I That's agree. That's the only game. I mean, even if
0: they would lose on Saturday, it it'd still really be matter. favored over yeah, Texas at for home. For sure, exactly. Unless yeah. you get blown out a couple
1: times. Yeah, Yeah. it'd have to be a couple really big blowouts to really start to move that that number. Uh, but it's crazy now. Iowa State, this is insane to me. Prior to this year, Iowa State has never been favored at home or at any point over another top 10 team. They're going to be favored over two different top 10 teams in the first seven weeks of this year. Yeah. So in the hundred and Twenty year history of Iowa State's never happened before until this year. It's going to happen twice in the first seven weeks. favored over Iowa, which was tenth time, and then favored here over Oklahoma State. Which so it's it another another indicator of just how far Iowa State's elevated. And certainly, it, you would you Iowa State right now is a a kick return for a touchdown by Baylor away. They're probably now twelfth or thirteenth in the country. If that doesn't happen.
0: Absolutely, and, and
1: so that's maybe in the top ten. Right, that's that one play. Because
0: especially when you consider that Iowa was number two. Exactly, like that that would have been that would have Looked impacted up, Iowa State.
1: They are this one, and that's I'm why, surprised
0: they're not ranked. Honestly, I I thought they would be 24, 25 this week.
1: And that's why power rankings can't be aren't emotional. Like you, you are literally you're one play away from being 12th or 13th, maybe even 11th in the country right now. Uh, if, if special teams goes differently down in Waco. And it I, didn't, I think and that's you, where Iowa State is. You could
0: also have the debate, too. like So, college football, results have to matter. Yes. Like, for the integrity of the game, results right. have to matter. But, like, if you look at, I don't even know what they are, but, like, Cincinnati's the number two team in the country. Iowa's the number two team in the country last week. I actually looked this up. Uh, they would have been, like, a 17-point underdog to Alabama. Yeah. Like and like, what would it be with Cincinnati? So that that's it's also a very complex deal where it's like results have to matter. But like, if we're picking the playoff, mm-hmm. we want the best teams. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so that's why the Alabama debate is interesting. Yeah, there's no question to me; they're the second best team, maybe third best team at worst in college football. However, maybe first,
0: depending on who you ask.
1: However, do they should they jump Cincinnati if I, Cincinnati goes undefeated? I don't. It's going to be a conversation. So. But that,
0: but you know that the fine bombs they'll be able to make that argument with a straight face. They
1: already are. Yeah.
0: And I I can't say i kill them because I think Alabama would kill Cincinnati if they actually had like a game that like not in the Sugar Bowl outside of the playoff like in Just a real mono-y-mono. Yeah. Yeah. But in the same time like
1: again the results have to matter. I, it's 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 going to be this is setting up to be a chaotic college football playoff situation the way I'm looking at it. Because I think you're going to have a bunch of one-loss teams. I think Cincinnati's going to be undefeated. I think Coastal could potentially be undefeated.
0: Oklahoma's weird. Oklahoma's weird. Although this new kid.
1: Although I think I got a... They, dude, I think,
0: this new they, kid could win the Heisman. <laughs> which would be... I, I said that last week. Yeah. Did you see my tweet after yep, that game last I week? I knew what was going to freaking happen. He, he, That dude will be in New York. I promise you.
1: The uh, And so, I, I don't even know if I disagree with it. He's freaking good. The K-State... Guy came over. their radio crew came over to wish us safe travels on the way back. And he goes, "You guys are the best team we've seen. Not even close." So they also beat Oklahoma or played Oklahoma there in Manhattan. I think it's. I still think it's Iowa State. If Iowa State wins Saturday, uh, you're you're in a really good position. I think for the Big Twelve Championship, at least getting to Arlington again. I, I still maintain Iowa State goes seven and two. They will be in Arlington. So. You probably have, I you have you have one game of wiggle room. Uh, Texas losing to Oklahoma State, I think is good, but Oklahoma, This is a game though. You get a tiebreaker. If you're looking at the tiebreaker situation, yeah. this is a must-win Saturday. It's hard to lose Saturday and Correct. make it. That's that's yeah. You can lose to Oklahoma and be okay. You probably can't lose to Oklahoma and anybody else.
0: I would completely agree. Uh, real quick, did you did you? I know you were in a press box. Did you get to watch any other Big Twelve? Games. I, saw I, mean, I watched all majority, of Oklahoma State Texas. Yeah, I,
1: I saw. I was at, outside of a 30 minute jaunt to the stadium. That was. Uh, how did Texas lose that game? That was. I mean. Embarrassing. Just mentally I, fragile. I right? just.
0: They look. A, I don't want to toot my own horn. You but fall. what's the difference between Sark and Tom Herman? Like. It's Listen, t- long-term, Sark might be better. I don't, I don't know, but, like, they look like the same Texas to me. They may be a the, little better. I, I think talent-wise,
1: they're, they are better.
0: But they're it, not more disciplined. They're not better. They're not really any different on defense. They're, that is true. This coordinator that they got is supposed to be really, really good, and I'm not doubting that, but they're not really – I mean, Iowa State's defense, if, if Iowa State's defense is an A, Texas is a C yeah,
1: right now. Yeah, not performing.
0: Sure. You know, so I, they don't look a lot different to me. It, it looks like a team that is very sporadic, but I, I think that you're looking at an eight and four
1: type Texas football team. Yeah, they lose. I mean, they've got two losses now. obviously State beats them in Ames. They are it's they're, they're done if for the Big Twelve championship. So, and they
0: like I don't like. Do you I, trust Texas like in? No tough road spots. I, no,
1: not not now. Um, Thompson at one point exited, right? I th- but he came back in. Yeah, he came back. So how about this stat uh, that I? I they got to go to Baylor on the thirtieth. Yeah, that's I, their Baylor's, next. I so mean, that's, Baylor will be favored in that. Baylor is sneaky enough; like they they could really crash the party here. They've they got
0: to go to West Virginia, which West it, Texas v- does, and to Iowa State, and they host Kansas State. So they get uh, they get Kansas State at home, which they should win that. But my point is. That's the road trips left. Baylor, Iowa State and West Virginia. Yeah. They're not escaped. They're not uh, going 3 and I 0 in those. I totally
1: agree. How about this? Since 2017, Oklahoma has the most Big 12 conference wins with 34. Second place, Iowa State with 26. Texas is third with 24. Oklahoma State fourth with 23. So, for all those people who want to tell you that Iowa State's this one-hit wonder. bea beautiful. Yes. With
0: that, guess. you know what time it is. Guess the Big 12 point spreads with Brent Bloom.
1: It's the uh, growing phenomenon. People are
0: just nonstop tweeting this this, this segment. We need to get this segment sponsored. It's available, everybody. Presented by Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson. The Big 12's Cincinnati Bearcats, number two in the country.
1: (laughs) Are on the road at Navy. Brent Bloom, guess the point spread. The Cincinnati war path continues here. Um, Navy at least keeps the possession low. Cincinnati eighteen and a half. Twenty-seven. Whoa! (laughs) I I know nothing about Navy, but that seems like a well. They're really bad this year. A lot. By the way, the lock of the
0: year. I should have made a bigger deal out of it on the radio. But the lock of the year. Was Army and the Under in that Wisconsin game <laughs> they Saturday night? Wisconsin, yeah, they almost beat them, <laughs> but they like those two teams. Like it was the slowest. Like, uh.
1: what is Wisconsin doing playing Army in the middle of October? Oklahoma is at Kansas. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Lance, what have you done? Oh gosh! Could, yeah, we're going for it. Uh, Oklahoma is a forty-two point favorite. 39,
0: I'll give it to you. That's a tough one to lock down. I'll give it to you. Kansas State at Texas
1: Tech. They're they're starting to sell Chris Kleiman down there. I got this text from my guy, Adam, this morning. They are, really? Yeah, they're starting to get a little little finicky down there. Really? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I got this text from my guy, Adam. Ron Prince and Chris Kleiman, both 15 and 14 through 29 games. Wow. That was the one, like,
0: game Chiswick wasn't supposed to win that he won. He beat Ron Prince. Josh Freeman was the quarterback His in that game. His next
1: comment was, they're going to want to bring back the vampire. You
0: remember how I can remember every Josh where I was at every game? When Iowa State beat Josh Freeman in Kansas State, I was at Ryan Hillary's wedding. Shout out to Ryan Hillary. So that was the of game. The podcast.
1: Uh, I don't want to bring it up for a guy, Brett Meyer. Garnad oh, no. got some run in that game, right? Yep. Anyway, I love both of those yes, guys. I know they're great both great guys. Meyer
0: there's nobody on the planet other than my dad who hates Iowa more than Brett Meyer. <laughs> he probably had a great week. Meyer was smoked on our halftime show yesterday. He's drinking <laughs> red wine. He's a classy individual. What's the what's the point spread?
1: Oh, sorry, K State at Tech. Oh gosh. K State three and a half.
0: Uh it is well this one's all over the board.
1: It looks like Texas Tech by a point. Okay. Yeah, that's... Okay. I wouldn't go near that one. All right, where
0: else are we at here? Uh, A lot of buys next week as well. Iowa State
1: now is up to... Jeez. Iowa State's up to seven. I'm telling you, this is setting up... I don't want to call it an ambush because it's not going to be a surprise for Oklahoma State. I just think Iowa State is better. And I would say, Chris, I think Iowa State's significantly better than Oklahoma State. West Virginians at TCU. Night game. Ooh.
0: Gary. West Virginia coming off a bye. Not good for Gary lately. Gar- Gary and the. Did you hear frogs. what um, Oklahoma's PA did? No. Did they? They played game on after
1: they took like a, a lead. 21 point lead. What's the problem, you make a song, you just, you just ask for it. Uh, Seven and a half for TCU. Four. We're too high on West Virginia, everybody. We're just too high on them.
0: I think we need to pivot. Yeah, let's pivot on West Virginia. I think we need to pivot. Uh, I think that that's all we have. Sounds about right. I was thinking those uh, new Big 12 teams. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. East Carolina at Houston.
1: (laughs) Pirates? Is is Skip Holtz still there? Uh, No. No, he is not. I don't even know who who is the coach at East Carolina. I don't know. They're the Pirates, though. Yeah. I, oh boy, where's that game at? That is
0: uh, at Houston. Uh, Wait a second. No, we're not listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Houston. This is a Houston, and a, I don't want to hear this. Uh, this. Republicans
1: across the country 40, are moving fast
0: to. That's accident. the lady from uh, Georgia.
1: Uh, All right, we're you, back. Man. Thirteen and a half. Houston favorite. <laughs> Thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: BYU is at Washington. Brett Bloom, guess the point spread. Oh, Kooks. Our Cougars dominating the Pac-12 this year. Yeah. Though.
1: Washington is a four-point favorite. You're
0: underestimating the
1: Cougars. I am because I saw BYU minus play. one. Oh, boy. I, I don't like that. UCF upland our uh, our.
0: Golden Knights or whatever they are. I don't. Did you see that douchey video? Oh, wait a second, they do. Memphis at Central Florida. Number done.
1: Memphis is a ten and a half point favorite.
0: <laughs> this is one of your worst misses of all time. UCF by two and a half. <laughs> what is Me- I thought Memphis was good this year. <laughs> They're okay. <laughs> I'm not locked in yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you laugh, but I'm actually DVRing all the the games for the New Big 12 teams because we got to start studying them. <sighs> we can't just let them sneak up what on is, us.
1: Memphis is four and three. Okay. They're all right. All right.
0: right. Do you remember when I told you Texas San Antonio was going to beat them in Memphis? They did. They're now ranked. The road They're runners. good. The Roadrunners are really good.
1: Do you all remember right. going to Memphis and the, all those Tigers fans just being irritated with Iowa State fans oh, man. for ruining their New Year's? I, I've i said this before.
0: This will have to be in a chapter, too. That. Liberty bowl was so epic. (laughs) Like for real, like it was that atmosphere. It was like a red river shootout. It was half and half. It was unreal.
1: Well, we had the Jerry, the King Waller party. And it felt like Iowa state fans. It was like, they'd been pent up without a bowl trip for so long. And they just let it loose completely.
0: Fantastic. Really good stuff. All right. There you go. Um, Regarding Oklahoma State, listen, um, Bryn, I, I, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm a believer in them. I I, I, I think Gundy, he's, Gundy's the anti-Less Miles. Like, Less Miles ends up getting fired at LSU because he, he won't evolve. Gundy is, Mike Gundy, defensive specialist and ball control guy is what it's turned into, but like, we laugh, but yeah. I don't, it's effective and I am I'm, I'm with you I think Iowa State is a better football team than them I think the point spread is spot on that's where I would put it to I would hammer it at five seven gets a little bit weird for me mm-hmm. but um, nonetheless 230 big fox homecoming this is what it's all about baby you know, you know how big of a game this is I'm bringing the camper up yeah buddy I'm taking the camper up on Friday
1: all right here's my here's my deal. We beat top ten Oklahoma State. You staying? Spending the night in the camper Saturday night. You want me to
0: bring the fire pit and everything?
1: Bring it all. Bring the podcast board. <laughs> we'll do a, all right, an after dark special deal. Don't get I'm, don't get many top I'm, ten victories off. In, I'm at, at I'm trice. I'm
0: taking. The, I I told the wife uh, last night. I said I think we pull out the camper. I go. We got two more opportunities. We're doing it this one, and potentially Texas. And
1: weather is supposed to be phenomenal. Like really? Perfect mid to late October it, it, day. Is there
0: anything better than Iowa in the month of October?
1: No, I was just thinking that today. It's, it's
0: The month of October great. is the best month of the year. I don't care what anybody says. It helps when the Braves are in the NLCS.
1: Okay, good, good luck to you guys. Thank you. Against the uh, man. Dodgers. My, we Card- almost, we My al- Cardinals decided to fire their manager yeah, out well, of the blue. What happened? I don't man. understand
0: that. Philosophical we, difference. For what it's worth, and you probably should let the engineers at the Cyclone Radio Network know, we almost had to delay Cyclone Reaction yesterday because of the NLCS. But thank God they got uh, Austin Riley, Riley got, got the done. hit. He got the big hit. I even got Jack Whitford to turn off the uh, Lane Kiffen game. What a disaster. Yeah, throwing
1: golf. Who, who brings a golf ball and a must- a- a bottle of mustard to a football game. <laughs> did you? I mean,
0: did you see Kiffin's tweet afterwards? Yeah, fantastic. With the, with the George Costanza. He, he,
1: I mean, if you're LSU, do you, do you try and get Lane Kiffen? Uh, no, I go after Dave Aranda. Oh, okay. But Dave Aranda is, is about as, as spicy as water. Like not a big personality there. Yeah, I know. I think he's a great football coach.
0: But I I don't think Kiffin is... <laughs> Kiffin needs to just stay put.
1: He's good good there. Uh,
0: again, I, I've talked probably ad nauseum about this for our audience, but I've spent some time in Oxford. I have some friends in Oxford. Uh, a buddy of mine used to be the strength and conditioning coach under Hugh Freeze or whatever it was. One of those guys. Um, he's perfect for that place. They will welcome him. He can get away with his crap there. LSU... Man, the pressure is so much.
1: Well, that's. I mean, I some somebody asked me, would Matt ever be interested in that?" No. Ah, uh, no. Campbell's not going to Baton Rouge.
0: Real quick, uh, shout out to Lane Kiffin here with this. Um, I, if you didn't see it, he got hit with a golf ball. Got hit with a golf ball, you and get, then who, brings, who who brings a golf ball? A Tennessee fan, apparently. <laughs> in a who brings mustard? <laughs> The whale, George. Me. <laughs> so George is on a walk with his girlfriend and pretends to be a marine biologist.
2: came over me. I, I don't this know is one of the, the great monologues in comedic history. All living things but I tell you Jerry, at that moment I was a marine biologist. <laughs> I've just been reading this thing in the paper It's unbelievable I know, it's just telling the story Well, come on, George, finish the story The sea was angry that day, my friends (laughs) Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli (laughs) I got about 50 feet out and suddenly The great beast appeared before me I tell you, he was ten stories high if he was a (laughs) foot. As if sensing my presence, he let out a great bellow. I said, easy, big fella. (laughs) And then, as I watched him struggling, I realized that something was obstructing its breathing. From where I was standing, I could see directly into the eye of the great fish. Mammal. Whatever. (laughs) What what did you do next? then from out of nowhere, a huge tidal wave lifted me, tossed me like a cork and I found myself right on top of him face to face with the blowhole I I, I could barely see from the waves crashing down upon me but I knew something was there so I reached my hand in felt around and pulled out the obstruction (laughs) it's a golf ball (laughs)
1: So
0: Kiffin (laughs) Kiffin gets smoked with his golf ball and after the game his team wins and, and Tennessee fans have just trashed their home field and Kiffin just tweets out a picture of George Casanza holding up a golf ball. It was so classic it just makes me love Ole Miss even more. Ole Miss is damn close to surpassing Tulane as my second favorite team.
1: I just appreciate how you've seen, like, eight movies in your life, and yet you can recite every single episode of Seinfeld. I can. Which makes zero sense to somebody who grew up in southwest Iowa, but you're a unique person.
0: Dude, we, like, you know What's also funny about the Seinfeld thing is I, I know, like, even the side characters, I can be like, oh, yeah. So we were watching, for some reason, well, I'll tell you why. It's because we were... Um, it's because we were uh, couldn't sleep because the baby. Yeah, we were watching the Ghostbusters.
1: Okay, like the original.
0: Did you know that the library cop from Ghostbusters or from Seinfeld is in Ghostbusters? I did not.
1: I will honestly say, I have watched a handful of Seinfeld episodes in my life. I just couldn't get. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Still can't. Laugh track bugs me. Nah. You didn't think that was funny? I mean, it's funny. I just. Do you know like that Kramer?
0: He found a bunch of old golf balls, and he's practicing his golf game by hitting balls into the ocean. It's like a driving range, and he so plugged- that's
1: the inside joke there. Yeah, see, that was lost on me. Well, it's because you didn't watch the episode.
0: <laughs> it's the greatest TV show in history. Uh, you know, it's in any capacity. I, I, I swear to God, Brent, for the rest of my life, I could just watch Seinfeld on repeat, and never get bored. It's no Squid Game. It's a little bit like The Office. The Office is a little bit like that for me. I mean, I prefer Seinfeld, but like, I can flip on any episode of The Office and be entertained at any point.
1: Yeah, well, I I wrapped up the the flight home by watching the season finale of Squid Game. What is this? Everybody's talking about this. Uh, What is Squid Game? It's like Hunger Games. It's a movie? Very violent. No, no, it's a series on Netflix. It's like Hunger Games meets... uh, is it a reality? very violent end? Reality TV? Nope. Nope. It's a series. Should I watch it? I think you, I, I'd be curious if you watched it, your reaction to it. The first episode, you'll know right away if you like it or not. Because I'm just rap.
0: Billions has been the show I've been on. Okay. So Squid- I'm just
1: wrapping up season five of Billions. Squid Game is not real life much. I hope not. Very violent show. <laughs> Hunger
0: Games wasn't bad. But it's actually.
1: subtitled, or you can get the, the English dub. But it was, uh, yeah, quite the show. Huh. Squid Game. I won't give spoilers.
0: Is that, it so that, that Sangwoo it, is not who you thought. In my in your opinion, is it worth my time?
1: Uh, I don't think you'd like it. I would just stick to watching episodes from 1991 of Seinfeld. All right, deal. <laughs>
0: He's Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams. Big 12 basketball media day coming up this Alrighty.
1: week. Already? Sheesh.
0: Hey, sell out Jack Trice Stadium. Yes.
1: And See then, everybody
0: there. And then bring a bunch of beer to my camper after the That's game. That's right. Bloom and I will pass out with you guys. That's right. Go clones. Have a good one.
1: So if voted, devouring delicious, the sins that were dead on the vine. From the lips to the hips, we're complicit
2: in meeting with Taylor each time.